So our special guest today is CJ Harris. Welcome to the show. Hey there. Appreciate you having me. Happy to be on with you. It's a pleasure. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you started in writing? Yeah, um, sure thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I write mostly um, in the horror um, genre and uh, suspense, a little bit of mystery. Um, I do write a few uh, like detective uh, stories and FBI stories and things like that. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, you know, kind of um, uh, kind of naturally drawn to like the horror genre and things like that. Um, and really, I mean, it kind of all started at a young age for me. I mean, I mean, growing up, uh, my, my nickname growing up as a kid was always uh, Monk Monk and uh because I go around like as a toddler, like when I first you know, learned to talk, and I point under the beds and under, under couches and stuff, and I'd be saying "monk monk." And basically, what I was saying yeah. was there's like a monster under the bed or under the couch or something. So, uh, and I, I grew up, you know, reading and watching, uh, you know, Goosebumps. Um, I was a huge fan of you know R.L. Stein, uh, me and my cousins, and um, just always you know reading or watching you know one of his stories. Um, I also loved you know watching like uh, Tales from the Crypt and uh, Twilight Zone, uh, things like that. And uh, yeah. yeah, and then I remember um, my mom, anytime Sylvia Brown would be on, on like the Montel Williams show, she'd holler at me and be like, you know, hey, you know, Sylvia Brown's on and she's talking about ghosts or talking about, you know, uh, UFOs or the unexplained, um, anything like that. I've just always been kind of naturally bent towards that, you know, sort of thing. Um, and I remember uh, growing up as a kid, my my aunt, which uh, my mom's sister, she lived in Key West, Florida, and she's a huge, huge horror fan, you know, just like myself and uh, you know, loves yeah. horror movies and books and things like that. And um, she'd come and visit us, you know, in South Carolina um, about once or twice a year or so. And, um, you know, she'd stay with us for like a week at a time. And um, basically what we do, we kind of like a ritual, what we do, we go pick her up from the airport in Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, we go to our favorite Mexican place, have some you know, good Mexican food. And then uh, after that, we go to Blockbuster. Um, kind of, I guess I'm dating myself here, but we'd run yeah. to <laughs> make, a, make a Blockbuster run and, uh, you know, check out some of the hottest, you know, new horror movies or you know, mystery films and things like that. And also, you know, watching some of the classics, too. Um, anything like Chainsaw Massacre or, uh, you know, the new uh, Jason movie or Howling movie, anything like that. And uh, basically, we'd have, you know, like a horror movie binge right up the next week and uh, eat, you know, leftover Mexican food and salsa and chips and, uh, you know, things like that. And, um, yes, yeah, so, you know, I just always kind of just been, you know, naturally drawn to that sort of thing. Um, and I guess, you know, my family, you know, as well. And um, really, for me, for the most part, is mostly just, you know, watching the movies and shows. I wasn't really a big reader growing up. I mean, I'd read a little bit of yeah. you know, R.L. Stein, you know, Goosebumps and things like that. But um, it really wasn't until I was about probably... I say maybe 11 or 12 years old. Um, I was in a Walmart with my parents. Uh, we just got some groceries in the checkout aisle. And, uh, you know, being a kid, my eyes was wandering to like the candy you know, section, looking at the candy and stuff. And, you know, they're in the checkout aisle. And I remember to my right, I can still picture it to this day, there's a little uh, uh, book um, shelf thing, uh, display of like all like the newest mass market paperbacks and stuff. And I just, you know, was kind of glancing over it. And it's one book in particular particularly really grabbed my attention and um it was solid black had a black cover and had one word on the front of it, monster and it was in this red writing kind of this, you know cool creepy font on it and i was like you know what in the world is that i gotta go check it out so I, you know walk over there next to my parents at the the book rack and everything and you know pick up this book called monster by frank Peretti. and uh, at that time i had no clue in the world who frank Peretti was you know i hadn't really read anything like said other than you know goosebumps or something yeah. but i just had to check out his book see what it was about and um you know looked at the cover looked at the, the back of it and read the blurb and everything 
And um, it was basically about this husband and wife that, you know, go camping up in the uh, secluded Idaho mountains. And um, there's some people coming up missing. There's a monster lurking in the woods and stuff. And so I was instantly just, you know, instantly connected with the the story, the plot and everything and uh, convinced my parents, you know, to get the book for me. And uh, man, I, I read that book front to back probably three or four times in the span of a year. Um, I was really just, you know, hooked by the story and the characters and everything. And um, even to this day, I still have that book on my shelf today. And even to this day, I'll still go back from time and time and read it, you know, pick it up and read it from, you know, time to time. But um, I guess that was kind of my first, you know, attempt at you know, reading a novel and kind of getting sucked into the fiction world and things like that. And um, then you fast forward, um, it really wasn't until about my sophomore year in college that I started writing a little bit of fiction myself and, uh, you know, kind of, you know, kind of started playing with it here and there um i was a sophomore a sophomore in college and i remember it was a fall semester because around halloween and uh i was in a elective class which happened to be a poetry class and our uh, professor had us uh, reading a lot of um like edgar Allan poe and uh, some charles dickens uh robert frost and around halloween he wanted us uh, for like a two-week span just to focus on like uh creating like creepy poems or, like horror poems um, kind of had like an eerie, you know, feel to it and things like that. And um, so for for those two weeks, that was really kind of my first time of, you know, learning to craft, you know, um, stories that have that you know eerie feel to it, you know, creating that eerie atmosphere and just and just learning how to make the words flow um, you know, to where it kind of, you know, like candy to the ears, um, you know, so to speak. And that was really my first attempt at, you know, writing fiction or, um, you know, at that point is writing poetry, but that's kind of my introduction, you know, to uh, the fiction world and things like that. Yeah. And um, from there, I, was, I started reading a lot of you know, horror novels and things. And um, it wasn't until about two years later, um, they actually uh, tried my first attempt to write a novel. Um, me and my parents and my family had made a, a road trip from South Carolina to uh, Northern California to uh, go check out Redwoods and see the Redwood Forest, something we'd always want to do. And, um, you know, we decided to kind of knock it off the bucket list and went on a family road trip. It was me and my parents, my grandparents, my aunt and my nephew. And uh, we went out there and I think it was sometime in uh, probably first, maybe January or so. I remember, remember my nephew um, had to kind of finagle his teachers a little bit to, be able to get out of school to go on a trip. But um, we was gone for about two weeks, but he only missed like a week because it's kind of like right after winter break or something like that. Um, but anyway, the teacher said, you know, they was okay with him missing that week of class as long as when he came back, he had a story to present to the class based on his trip, you know, they, they took and everything. And so I started helping my nephew kind of come up with a story and, um, you know, craft like a little short story based on our trip and everything and, you know, added some fiction yeah. into it and, uh, just kind of crafted a little, you know, cool little story for him. And, um, and then, you know, getting back from that trip and everything, I just, I couldn't get that idea out of my head, you know, the story we came up with. And I just kept, you know, thinking, you know, well, what if this happens or what if, you know, that happened and you know, what if this character does this or does that? And I really just kind of took my time and sat down and kind of started expanding upon that story and just kind of seeing where I could go with it. And um, about you know, a month or so later, um, after I did a little bit of research and you know, kind of tinkered with it, I basically had like a kind of a novella uh, fleshed out. It was about 100 pages to 100 probably 100 to 150 pages or so kind of fleshed out. And um, that was really my first attempt at, you know, writing, you know, a little bit of longhand fiction. 
And um, and from there, you know, I, I sent it off, got printed just, you know, for a few copies for myself, my family and friends and stuff. And I really didn't think, you know, much would come of it. Um, you know, I thought it'd just be something I did one time, just get some family and friends and thought that'd be it, the end of it. But, uh, yeah. man, I was, I was just really hooked um, you know, in that writing process. And before I knew it, you know, I got that story finished. And then I had an idea for another story. And, um, you know, within about a year's time or so, I was, you know, 400 pages into a detective novel, um, you know, kind of like a little bit of a horror novel based on, you know, some missing people and a serial killer and things like that, with a little bit of paranormal you know, mixed in. And um, by then I was just, I was fully hooked, you know, hook, hook line and, and sinker. I was, I was fully hooked by that point and um, just started reading everything I get my hands on as far as, you know, the craft of writing and started attending writing conferences, uh, started watching a ton of YouTube videos and uh, really just started devouring every, you know, horror novel I get my hands on. I really um, started reading a ton of Stephen King's books, Dean Koontz, um, and really just kind of, you know, you know, jumped off the deep end and learned to swim, so to speak. And, um, yeah. and that's pretty much, pretty much how I got my start. Um, I've, like I said, I've written uh, four novels so far over about three dozen short stories, um, all pretty much based in that horror mystery suspense genre. But um, that's, that's pretty much how I got started in it. So how do you come up with an idea? Yeah, um, I mean, really for me, I, I try to lean into like my own you know, personal experiences and, you know, my family's experiences, stories, you know, I've been told through the years and I always kind of got my, my antennas up. You know, I'm always listening, um, you know, my family and friends, you know, talk about events in their life and stories and things. And, um, and then also, you know, it comes from a lot of, you know, you know, TV shows and movies and books and stuff I read. I'm always kind of just always, you know, like I said, I've always got my antennas up, always, you know, listening and looking out for something that I can you know, build on and, and just kind of see where it goes. But, um, I mean, for the most part, I try to keep my stories, you know, rooted in, in realism, I guess. And I try to keep my stories, you know, based on, like I said, you know, things I've experienced or things my family's experienced, um, and try to keep that, you know, reality aspect to it a little bit. And, um, basically I just try to, you know, think of a character that, you know, I feel like people can relate to that's, you know, kind of a, a blue collar type, you know, person and, um, yeah. you know, try to make them very relatable. So, you know, when stuff starts happening, it, you know, it feels like, you know, the reader's like, well, you know, wow, this could really happen. It could happen to me or happen to somebody I know. And I try to build on it from there. And then, um, and really, you know, when I start building my characters, I try to, I really try to flush them out to the point to where I know, you know, what kind of music they listen to, what kind of TV shows they watch, you know, what's, what's their favorite restaurant, you know, who's their favorite celebrity. I try to really, you know, dive deep into my main characters and figure out who they truly are as people. So that way they feel like real people on the page and everything. And, um, yeah. and then I basically just, you know, try to you know, find something, you know, where I could take that character and put them in a circumstance and, um, just kind of see how they fight their way through it, you know, kind of put them in a, a circumstance where up against, you know, you know, crazy odds and they got, you know, push back to darkness and, um, and just kind of see where, where it leads. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's not really, there's not really one way I'd say I come up with my ideas. It's just that I'm always just kind of, kind of always, you know, listening, observing and, you know, taking in things and, um, I'll have an idea hit me and I'll draw a quick note down in a notebook. And then, you know, every few days I'll kind of start adding a little bit of things, you know, to it and, um, and really just kind of see where it leads and, and go, go from there. Yeah. So you mentioned about like, um, characters and readers wanted to be sort of like related, 
relatable um, to your characters. I probably said that all wrong, so I do apologize. So so how do you create compelling characters? Yeah, um, I mean, for me, I just, I try to write, you know, people, you know, characters that are, you know, like I said, it's just, you know, somebody I feel like they can, you know, people can relate to. And I try to, you know, like I said, really dig deep and figure out who they are as a person and, and try to figure out, like I said, you know, what, you know, what kind of music they listen to, um, you know, what's their favorite, you know, restaurant. Um, and, and just, you know, try to figure out who they are as, as people, what way they come across as a real person, not just a, a cardboard, you know, type character, but, and also, you know, try to figure out, you know, what's their, what's their motivations in life and what's their goals and um, you know, what's their fears, you know, as a person and their dreams and stuff like that. And, um, you know, kind of what I do is like, when I have my main character set up, I kind of have like character bios set up for each of my main characters. And I'll just kind of run down that list of just, you know, brainstorming, you know, who they are as a person. And um, that way, you know, when the reader reads about that person, you know, they're reading about somebody they can hopefully you know, connect with and, um, you know, hopefully I make it easier for them to cheer for that character through the story. Um, that way they stay engaged in that story when they see that character being, you know, you know tossed into a you know, terrible circumstance or something. You know, they're engaged in that story and they want to see what happens to that character and cheer for them, um, you know, to come out on the other side and everything. Yeah. I mean, they have got to be relatable, haven't they, to, so that the readers can sort of like say, oh, yeah, this can happen to me or I've been in this sort of situation before. Absolutely. 100%. So do you have a particular theme that you often explore in your work? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, every story is different uh, for me, but I mean, for the most part, you know, I try to, I try to lead my characters into the darkness, um, yeah, by, you know, setting up the, the different circumstances and different stories and stuff. But really, it's all, for me, it's all about, you know, finding hope in, in that darkness and, you know, and finding a way out of that circumstance and, you know, coming out on, on the other side of a better person and having grown through that experience they went through. Um, and really, that's, that's kind of, I guess, my theme in each story. I mean, every, like I say, each story is different, but overall, I try to, you know, I write, you know, dark stuff and, you know, creepy stuff and horror and all that, but I always try to have it to where, you know, there's hope in that darkness and, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Um, and that's kind of, mm. that's kind of what I try to do. Um, you know, I just, I write what I love. I love, you know, horror and mystery and things like that. And that's why I tend to write, but I also try to, you know, weave away from my character to find the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, to be able to fight their way out of that darkness. And like I said, you know, hopefully, um, you show it, like I said, there is, you know, hope in the darkness for them. Yeah. Do you always, uh, do you always like to have a happy ending at the end of your books or do you sort of like have an unhappy ending, which do you normally prefer? Yeah. I mean, for the most part, now I prefer to have a happy ending, but at the same time, I'm, I try not to manipulate the story to fit how I think it should go. I try to let my characters lead, you know, how the story should go. And I mean, for the most part, I try to have a happy ending, but, you know, there are some times where, you know, the characters and the plot just didn't, you know, didn't allow that to happen. And I just, 
I try not to go against the grain. I try to let my characters really lead the way and let them decide, you know, what how the ending should be. Um, but I mean, you know, me as a writer, I always, you know, try to have a, you know, a happy ending at the end of it. Um, but like I said, it just kind of depends on the characters and, you know, it depends on where they want to take it and where they want the, the story to go from there. So how do you like to pace the story? Are you a plotter or are you a pantser? Uh, you know, when I first started, I would probably say I was more of a, a pantser. I really didn't. I really didn't outline too much or, you know, plot, you know, too much out. Um, I really just kind of came up with a, a few characters, um, came up with a, a plot, and I just started writing and, you know, seeing where it would, where it would go. But over the years, I've kind of, I've kind of, I guess I've kind of done both. I've kind of like a hybrid, I guess. I kind of, um, I've kind of drifted a little bit to outline a little bit, like maybe chapter by chapter, kind of like the big idea in each chapter. Um, I try not to write the ending until I get there because I don't want to kind of steer my writing to one specific place. But I try to have a general idea, like a general outline of how each chapter should go and how it should flow together. Um, and mm-hmm. then once I get into that chapter, I kind of, you know, just kind of, you know, pants my way through it um, with having a having a general idea for each chapter, how it, you know, it needs to kind of be outlined and themed and things like that. But um yeah, like I said, I kind of, I kind of do both, I guess. I kind of, I'll outline a little bit, um, you know, chapter by chapter, how it needs to fit in the story, and then, uh, but once I get into a chapter, I just kind of let my characters, you know, take over and uh, lead me where the story needs to go. And um, I'll, I'll have a general idea of how, you know, I think the story's going to end, and I'll have a general, you know, destination I'm trying to get to, but. Oftentimes, once I get, you know, halfway to three quarters of the way through the book, I'll find that that ending is completely different from how I thought it would be, you know, first starting out. And uh, mm-hmm. when that happens, I don't, you know, I try not to push back. I try to just let my characters, you know, keep the flow and let them let them decide, you know, how the story should end and everything. Brilliant. So have you based any of these off your own experiences or your own fears? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a, a few stories, uh, especially a lot of my short stories and stuff um, are based off like, you know, ghost stories I've been told as a kid, you know, from my family and uh, and, and experiences, that, you know, things that's happened to my brother. Uh, I have an older brother who's about 10 years older than me, and uh, he's a, me and him both are, you know, avid outdoorsmen. We do a lot of uh, you know, fishing and hunting and things like that. And our brother's had, you know, a few you know, creepy encounters you know, in the woods and stuff, you know, uh, just, you know, weird things that's happened to him in the woods at night. And um, I've tried, I try to incorporate a lot of that stuff into my, my short stories, um, especially uh, usually around Halloween or so each year, I'll try to release like a book of short stories. And um, I'll, a lot of those short stories, I'll try to draw on, you know, personal experiences or like I said, stories I've been told as a kid growing up or stories from my yeah. brother and things like that. And, um, and yeah, I mean, a few of the, the stories and a few of the places in the novels and stuff I'll write, you know, from my own personal experiences, just, um, you know, going back to like an encounter I had in my own life where you know, maybe I got, you know, really afraid at one point or something. I'll try to go back and remember how I felt, you know, um, you know, physically, emotionally and things like that. And try to draw on that to help me write my character, how they're feeling in that moment and um, how they're you know, expressing herself and things like that. Brilliant. So what's the, what has been the most difficult scene that you've ever had to write and why was it challenging to you? Oh goodness. Um hmm. 
probably say in my novel, The Reaping, um, it was a detective. It's a detective story and um, involves this uh, detective who's uh, kind of on the brink of retirement. Uh, she's been doing it for about 20 you know, plus years or so. And she's kind of, um, you know, seen a lot of things for her career. And she's kind of, you know, trying to you know, wrap things up, you know, kind of you know, ready to walk away from it after you know, seeing what she's had to deal with her years and stuff. But there's this one one um killer that she one case that she wasn't able to solve through her career and it always kind of hangs over her like a black you know cloud so to speak and um that's really kind of one thing keeping her in in the department and one thing one reason why she doesn't want to retire quite yet she's kind of in this battle uh you know one half of her wants to retire and walk away another half's like no i gotta you know, solve this case and um you find out who this killer is and stuff and towards the end of her career the killer ends up reemerging and um Basically, what he does is he'll he'll um, murder the parents of these kids who are like being mistreated or abused and things like that, and he'll murder their parents and then he'll he'll kidnap the kids and the kids are never seen again. They just you know, kind of disappear, and so the detective's kind of on this hunt. You know, she's solving this case. Um, you know, trying to you know figure out what's happening happening to the kids and stuff. Um, and so yeah, I mean that was a you know kind of a dark place for me to go but it had a you know, good ending to it you know I, I don't i don't write anything you know i don't describe like child abuse or nothing like that i'll kind of you know, speak to it a little bit to kind of shine a light on it but i don't get into details or nothing like that but just having the yeah. overall thought of you know what and having you know having to think like my detective of what could be happening to the kids and things like that um, that was you know a pretty dark um you know time in that story but like i said end up you know, having a a good a good ending and uh you know and uh, I don't want to get any spoilers away, but um, but yeah, that was that was probably one of the hardest uh, few scenes I had to write, just dealing with that, her having to track down that killer and you know trying to find the kids and stuff like that. Brilliant! Sounds a really good book. <laughs> well, thank you. Okay, so what's been one of your most popular books, and why do you think the readers loved it? Um, probably my. My novel Devil's Den, um, I feel like it'd been the one, the story that, you know, people was related to the most and um, I definitely got, you know, the most uh, reviews off of it. And it really just kind of goes back to what I said at the beginning about how I craft my characters. Um, with Devil's Den, I really, my main two characters, one was a, is a husband and wife. Uh, the husband worked at a paper mill in uh, Georgetown, South Carolina just a everyday, you know, blue collar type of guy, um, you know, stand up guy. And his wife was a school teacher at the local high school there. And um, they was, you know, just really, you know, down to earth people. Um, you know, they had everyday kind of struggles and, you know, hopes in life that, you know, we all have. And um, basically, you know, the reader gets, you know, kind of introduced to them as, you know, just ordinary people. And then as they follow along, you know, they're sucked into a story um, where they're, um they're involved with this guy who's a new worker at the paper mill and he also um ends up being uh you know a big part of the story and a real creepy guy and stuff and so basically you as the reader you know this guy's you know you know killing some people he's a bad dude and bad guy and then you know the characters are kind of oblivious to it and you know they get sucked into this, this darkness and they're you know having to fight their way through it and stuff and uh Really, I feel like my readers kind of connect with that story because, like I said, my main character is everyday, you know, common people that you know, people can relate to, and you know, like I said, they have their own you know, hopes and dreams and and fears and uh, struggles and things like that. But um, it's just you know a story that I think people can relate can relate with, and uh, you know, characters people can relate with. 
Yeah. So have you had any memorable reactions from you readers that uh, you can share with us? Um, probably, the, I guess, the the biggest the biggest review that kind of stuck out in my mind, um, really, I guess, two of them, but uh, early on uh, with Devil's Den, I had a, a lady reach out to me. Um, uh, she just messaged me on Facebook. She had bought my books and on one of my Facebook posts that I posted in a, a group I was in. And um, she reached out to me as you know, tell me how much she loved the book, and told me it was a roller coaster of a ride, and uh, kept her up at night, and things like that. And she told me, she said, uh, you know, the way you write your southern characters, like their southern accents and their personalities and stuff, she said it really reminds me of a young Pat Conroy, um, just the way you're able to craft your characters and stuff. And that was a, a huge compliment for me, um, you know, just for her to to see that and recognize that. Um, that was a huge compliment for me to know that you know, my characters resemble somebody, you know, Pat Conroy was, you know, wrote about and things like that. Um, and then I recently had a review from a lady uh, who reached out. Um, she uh, read my book off of Amazon and left a review and uh, said the is my book of short stories. And she said the short stories remind her of uh, like Stephen King type you know stories, just the way I crafted the characters with the yeah. um, you know small town atmosphere and um, you know different scenarios they were in and stuff like that. So that was that's probably been my two biggest reactions for my books and uh, probably my two best reviews so far that I've gotten. That's fantastic. So have you got any exciting product? projects that you're currently working on at the moment yeah um so actually kind of got three projects that i'm working on right now um i got one novel that i've written i've been working on for about a year about a year and a half or so now kind of off and on um but it's been kind of expanding on it but i've got the first draft written um i'm kind of going back through it now and um you know doing my editing work you know, adding some some uh, you know things to the plot and character development and um you know and taking some stuff out as I go, um, but that's a, a story that's um, based up in the mountains in uh, North Carolina and um, it's kind of got like a creepy town atmosphere. It's like there's this uh, this cult that's involved in the mountains that a lot of people you know try to don't want to talk about. There's a lot of you know hush hush going on within the community and um, this one guy um, goes back to he. This one guy grew up in this town where all this is happening at, and his mom still lives there. And um, as he gets older, he decides to go back and try, you know, more or less talk his mom into leaving and getting out of town. There's a lot of you know, weird things going on. He's kind of, you know, uh, you know, fearful of her you know, well-being and stuff. And um, yeah. when he goes back and you know, everybody's kind of, you know, watch him as he walks down the street and he walks into the diner. Everybody's kind of looking over their shoulder at him and uh, just kind of gives us you know, a creepy vibe about this, you know, small town. There's a lot of you know, weird, creepy things going on and stuff. Um, but I'm I'm going back now, kind of polishing that up and working on that. And then um, I've got a, a series I'm planning to release uh, sometime next year. Uh, it's going to be kind of like a, a I got about 20 books lined up for it, but it's kind of like novellas. Uh, they're all going to be about 100 to 150 pages long. But um, it's about this this old man um, who lives in Louisiana and uh, he ends up having these, some weird encounters uh, behind his house in the swamps and stuff and uh, kind of gets into like paranormal, uh, you know, unexplained type stuff. And basically um, through the series, he kind of gets sucked into that world of just trying to, you know, uncover these unexplained things and paranormal stuff. And he kind of becomes like a, I guess, like an offhand private investigator into this kind of stuff. He like kind of starts a side business and kind of starts investigating other stories in the area and um, things like that. But I kind of have in the mind of like it being like a 
kind of like an X-Files type vibe. You know, there's like yeah. a slight different weird things going on. He's trying to help other people, uh, you know, get to the bottom of it and get to the truth and stuff. But um, so I, I've got that plan for next year I'm working on. And then um, I'm actually working on a story for Christmas. I'm working on it's, uh, it's called A Christmas Spirit. And it's kind of my take on like a modern day uh, Christmas, Christmas carol. Um, but you know, it's got, uh, you know, ghost in it. It's around Christmas time. And, um, it's kind of this, you know, this, it's, it's not as, you know, it's a little bit different from what I've been writing. I, you know, usually I write hard and stuff like that. This is more of a, more of a feel good story with a little bit of paranormal mixed in. Um, it's not really meant to scare people. It's just more of a feel good story. It's got a little bit of paranormal and stuff mixed in. So like I said, it's kind of my, uh, homage, I guess, to, you know, Christmas Carol a little bit. But uh, that's kind of like a short story. Um, I'll be releasing around Christmas time for that one. Fantastic. So what advice would you give to aspiring writers who want to break into the horror genre? Yeah, um, my biggest thing I would say is just, you know, read, read and read. Um, You know, get your hands on as many horror novels as you can get your hands on. And start reading, just seeing how, you know, the professionals do it. Um, And... You know, you read horror novels, um, you know, attend some writing conferences, uh, watch YouTube um, and pick up some books that just kind of teach about, you know, the craft of writing. Um, I know Stephen King has a really great book. It's called Own Writing. Uh, it's a book that's been very helpful to me. Um, it's kind of teaches the ins and outs of, you know, how he goes about his craft and uh, the way he does it. And um, another book that's been really helpful to me is uh, it's called Story Trump Structure. And it's by uh, Stephen James uh, or Steve. Yeah, Stephen James. Um, but it's a really good book. Uh, he's a, a thriller writer himself, kind of writes like thrillers and um, suspense novels, things like that. Uh, most, most, of his, most of his stuff is like based on like FBI de- detective type novels. But uh, he's got really a lot of good books out there. But that one book he wrote, um, it's called Story Trump Structure. It's about you know how to how to uh, how to make your craft you know better through um, you know char- character development, uh, how to plot your novel, how to write better dialogue, things like that. Um, th- those two books, Story Trump Structure and Own Writing by Stephen King, and uh, and Story Trump Structure is by Stephen James. But both of those books have been uh, tremendous help to me through the years, and I still go back to them. Um, you know, even now and, and read through them and uh, mark up stuff and you know take notes and stuff. But um. Yeah, that's yeah. And, and right. And, you know, you got to write. You got to um, just like everything you know, practice, you know, makes perfect. And uh, you know, if you want to write, you got you got to read and you got to write. That would be my, my two biggest you know, advice is just, you know, read a lot and write a lot. Um, and when you write, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. Um, you know, don't feel like that, you know, everything you write has to be perfect. Just write, get your ideas on paper um, and you can always go back and edit later. Um forgot who said it, but I know there's a quote, quote out there. It says you can't edit a blank page. And me that's that's so true um you know just write get it on paper you can always go back and edit it later so. yeah that's right and it's about having the motivation as well isn't it oh yeah absolutely for sure yep okay so where can we find your book cj yeah, so I'm I'm on Amazon. Uh, you find me on Amazon. You search uh, Randall Lane, um, and you should see some of my books pop up. You should see my author page pop up on Amazon. Um, I'm also on Barnes and Noble, um, Books a Million, uh, Walmart, um, places like that. And um, you also find me on uh, Facebook just by searching uh, Randall Lane Fiction 
on Facebook. I have a Facebook account there. And I'm also on Instagram. Uh, my username is Randall Lane underscore 31. Um, I have a lot of, uh, you know, kind of up, kind of keep people updated with my writing, um, how things are coming. Yeah. But uh, you can kind of you know, keep up with me on there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. That's fantastic. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. That's um, well, thank you very much for appearing on the show. Absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you having me on. It's been, been a blast. You're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Um, and I hope everything goes well with your new releases and obviously your other books as well. Thank you. Thank you so much.